former deputy mayor of the city of Toronto. She is Anna Bailao. How is Anna today? Good morning, Greg. Fantastic. Wonderful. And let's see if equally wonderful is uh, Mr. Mohamed Faki. Good morning, Mr. Mohamed Faki. Good morning. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Did I ask you that twice? No, I don't think I did. Did I? I, 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 I struggled. And by the way, I sent you guys questions really late. I was at my wife's uh, Globe and Mail Christmas party, and I forgot all about it. So I don't want you guys to think you're any less important than any other think tank guests who get their questions around, you know, 630 at night. I write them while I'm cooking dinner. I'm multifaceted. I felt that way. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> you're not alone <laughs> but i feel a lot better if it was because of a party i feel a lot better oh That's okay as forgiven. opposed to just That's simple okay. simple memory loss or forgetfulness exactly. Or, exactly. Or, in, in, or indifference to the actual to yes indifference to the guests no way not with you two not in a million years anna let's start uh, with you we got, we got a lot of city council i like to attend party with everybody usually i crash wedding <laughs> when i'm at an event decide the wedding so we, i walk in and i say hi to people we have a 640 party you can crash tonight i'll give you the address i'm happy to do that off air mohammed send it over you don't have to bring anything all right you you and the horse you you could ride in on okay uh, let's start here. Uh, so much City Hall stuff, Anna. I know you're dying to, to weigh in on some of these issues. The costs um, seem to be agreed upon at Toronto City Hall. $13 million to rename Dundas Street. I Actually, a week and a half ago, it seemed like this would be all about revenue from the federal government, to deal with the province. Um, but there's some, some issues that have bubbled up from the past. This is one. There's also hundreds of businesses with either Dundas in the name or the address on the sign. No money for them to help make this alteration. This is about timing, Anna, for a city that's a a billion and a half dollars in the hole. Is this the right time to be having this conversation or even making this change? Uh, Greg, I can't help but think that I I, or wish that there were some winds that would start blowing from Queen's Park all the way to City Hall, because it seems like at Queen's Park, every bill is getting reversed. (laughs) And here we are at City Hall with clearly something that you should take a second look at. In the times where everybody is having affordability issues and at times that the downtown is still struggling and a lot of the dundas is going to get small business are going through the downtown. In a time that this report, when it was first approved, and I was there, I voted for it, yeah. it was a $6 million. It's now at 13 and you know, by the time it's going to be implemented, it's going to be even more. And this doesn't count the cost that it's going to have to the small business. We know that there's other ways to recognize the issue that we had in front of us. This was part of the initial report. I think this is time that that's, that city council takes a second look at, especially when they're, they're knocking at the doors of people at Queen's Park, which, who are taking a second look at all kinds of, of laws, and at the doors of the federal government saying, we have no money. We have no money. Please give us money. We need, we need to balance our books. And here we are spending at minimum, and it's going to be a lot more, $13 million to rename the street. Mohammed, obviously, um, there's a conversation to have about it. And, and as Anna makes the point, there's historical figures associated with namesakes and questions about legacy. So what's controversial to some or offensive to some is not necessarily to others. But I loved Anna's answer because it's practical and it's about money and it's about timing. How do you view this? Well, listen, governing is to choose and our politicians have to make difficult decisions every single day. And often there is no simple right or wrong answer on an issue like this one or many others issues. And I understand why it's a real issue to be honoring the name of someone that values and action we do not support. And that's seen the case here. But obviously there is a lot of problem in our city today to be looked after. 
And it's a long list, and there is not enough money to deal with everything immediately. I personally, I would want to see some other things addressed first. We have people going hungry in this city every day. We have people experiencing homelessness who must be adequately housed instead of simply tearing down encampments where people have been forced to seek shelter. So I do have some priority higher up. This is, mm. has to be done, but I don't think there is a problem that the mayor said, I want to delay it. So I, I'd ask you both then. Let's let's put you on the record. Mohammed. you do something now, you delay discussion of this, or you say, no, let's leave it as it is. Which of the three would you do? No, no, no. I would delay it, but I will do it. I will replace the name, and I'll look for a much, much a cheaper cost. The, the name has to mm. go because the values do not align with a lot of us, and if something hurt one community, it hurt us, hurt us all as a community, and we can't set that standard and, and keep it. And But yet there are a priority. I would love to see people dealing with homelessness and that people who are hungry being looked after. Anna, same thing. Do you d- delay this? I, I, absolutely. I, and there are other ways. I think that there is initiatives that could, take in, could be taken right away to recognize you know, uh, the faults and the issues that there was with that person. There was, you know, recognition of plaques and information. Like, there's all kinds of things that they were part of that initial report that should be done right away. That would be, you know, a fraction of this cost. Um, but uh, like Mohammed, I also have other priorities that I think this money should be going to. And, and we heard during the discussion uh, these last few years, even a lot of people in some of these communities saying, you know what, if you truly want to fight uh, um, uh, some of these issues, maybe that money going to certain to these communities, to the use of these communities, to creating opportunities, maybe that's the best way to, you know, fight the systemic racism that we find in so many of our communities still. Yeah, it's amazing. There's uh, and as you know, there's name removal debates all over the place. We have a uh, out in, in Durham region. There's a Julie Payette Elementary School and they changed the name of that in Ottawa just because of how the process by which she was not governor general anymore. And there's people in Oshawa that their kids go to that school. I talk to them. They're like, oh, I wish it was changed. I don't like seeing that name every day. So it's <laughs> you can almost do this with any historical figure to some extent, can't you? No, but Greg, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Anna. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that having processes and having these values clearly outlined is is important. And And we also have to recognize that a lot of these things were – uh, done at a totally different point in, yeah. in our history where values were, were different, right? You know, the, the values that we have today were not the same values of 100 years ago. And, and I mm. think we need to evolve, and that's why these conversations are important. And, and we need to correct some of these things. There's no question about it. Uh, but at this point in time, uh, mm. where so many people are dealing with affordability issues when we're knocking yeah. at the doors, I think there's other ways that that recognition could happen that could be a lot uh, um, more economical. Take, at this take the last word on this, Mohammed. Well, I think uh, when all our politicians lined up and voted for it, you know, it's making it more and more difficult. I, it's like uh, you having a problem with your car and you bring a dentist and a hairdresser to deal with it. Like, nor me or Anna are, uh, like, I am, I do support the change of the name, but it should be group of that community to actually uh, talk about this and they will make sense more than both of us, I would say. And uh, that will deal with it, communicating and hearing from them and what's the best way 
is the best solution. I hear you. And Anna resolving what's hurting them is not fair to them. Um, you're listening to Think Tank. It's Anna Bailao, Mohamed Faki joining us on 640 Toronto. We run it every day, commercial free between 7.30 and 8. Um, Anna, this has come back around again, something you voted against, but uh, you voted against in 2017 and many joined you. But the idea of former mayor, the late Rob Ford, having a stadium in Etobicoke named after him. I got two questions for you. One, does this not look like it's part of at least some form of a quid pro quo uh, between the province and the city based on the fact they just did a massive financial deal together? And two, how would you vote today on this? Of course, it looks like that way. <laughs> I don't think anybody can cannot think that it doesn't look that way, uh, even though people are coming out and, and denying it. But you know, it is it it, it does look it, it does look that way. Um, this was uh, at council in, in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, shortly after former Mayor Rob Ford passed away. He passed away in 2016, and shortly after this motion was brought forward, and I think a lot of people. Uh, had concerns, again, because of the lack of process. So we had a process in place that had, you know, uh, part of that process is to wait a certain number of years until, you know, that person has passed away to go through the process, the public consultation and so on. And a lot of us felt like, let's go through that process. It's a no, yes, not a, not a yes or no at the moment, but, you know, why are we creating uh, an, an exemption to the process right now? There's no reason for it. Let's go through the regular process. And I think that was in the minds of a lot of people that voted at that time. No, uh, it was not a yes or no. I think it's I think it's time to have the conversation. So independently of who was part of the deal or not, uh, um, I, I think um, having somebody that spent um, you know almost 16 years in public service, and, and there's always going to be people that are going to say, you know, I didn't agree with that. I, I can't. I can't imagine a politician that didn't piss off anybody. Because if they haven't done that, they haven't done their job. To be honest with you, yeah. you're always going to have people that are going to be uh, in disagreement with your policies. Was, were, was it controversial to the city? Was it was it a yeah. really tough time? Absolutely. I was a counselor. It was my first term of counselor with with Rob Ford as mayor. It was, it was a tough time. Chao- chaotic is the, the best way to describe it, isn't it? Really? Anna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it was a tough time as well. But uh, but we have to recognize that uh, that he has a 16 year mm. career, uh, and and a lot of people go through mm. what he did with that with you know addiction issues and uh, and, um, and 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 politics you know, takes takes definitely a toll on on, on you and it, it did on him. But I, I think it's uh it's an opportunity to have somebody that gave fifteen years of their life to the community and to and to football. He had a passion for football and for those kids like uh, like nothing else. Yeah, and, like I'm like I'm not trying to. What, you, you nailed it. I'm not trying to be crass. We're not doing a library. We're not doing um, you know, some form of a of a you know. The main a, square in Toronto, right? Big, We're not doing Nathan Phillips Square. We're doing something in this community. That yeah. let me tell you, that community still. I I was I was out there uh, not too long ago, yeah. and uh, and they love they love uh, uh, the Ford family there. Mohammed, you know how, uh, well, politics, period, sometimes polarizes. We can be friends. We can agree on eight things and one thing we're indifferent on and one thing we adamantly disagree on. Justin Trudeau is going to get things named after him someday. Doug Ford will. Some people won't like that. How do you view this particular issue? How, what would you do today if you were a Toronto City Councillor? Well, I would vote against it, uh, and I would have to go through the process. It's another naming. We just finished one naming, and I'm not comparing, but at the end of the day, it's good for the Ford family. That's all there is. 
Okay, let's leave it there because we spent a lot of time on it. And I want to get to this Uber issue. Anna, you and I talked about this recently as well. The city's being sued by Uber. It's now come to light. The taxi cab lobby is is pretty intensely supporting the mayor. They did during the campaign as well. I did a lot of backtracking yesterday. This is something you would have known about running 10 times more than I did about how much they supported Olivia Chow in the spring. Um, But the city solicitor has told council, hey, there's a good chance you might be sued. And they went ahead anyway and capped Uber and Lyft with with permits. Now the same legal advice is you guys probably aren't going to win the lawsuit. Is there any other way to view it other than the city made a bit of a miscalculation here? It was a political calculation, 100 percent. It was I, I think that the solicitor was really clear during council when this first came up uh, as a bit of a surprise to everybody. I don't think this was there was no staff report really on 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 this this issue uh, on capping. So this motion was put on council uh, without um, the the consultation, without uh, the, the report and and the solicitor told council right away. And so they made a decision to go ahead. And so I think it was very much a political decision. And I think that it would be wise on them to to again. And once again, because of all the difficult financial situations that the city is having, is this the best use of taxpayers money to go and, and, and fight this when your your solicitor is telling you probably going to lose? Uh, do the homework, do the research, uh, do the consultation and, and then make your decision, make a sound decision. Uh, and in a way that uh, that if, if you get challenged, that you can uh, at least have a shot at winning. Mohammed, it's such a battle between the taxi industry, uh, that it's almost old school, maybe older generation, even maybe our generation, I'll say, compared to Uber and Lyft, where kids have the apps on their phones and that's all they know. There's 30 year olds that have never been in a conventional taxi cab, but but you're kind of getting in the way of, of progress and business and people's economic lives if you cap those uh, licenses. And that's what Uber's telling the city. You're not going to win a lawsuit against us. Well, and I don't think uh, the city is doing that. I think I think they made a big mistake on this issue, and it looks like the city has lost sight of what people really need of choices on transportation in a city that doesn't have enough of them. And I've said it before, I support taxi companies and drivers. Back Taxi helps every single Sunday with all the donation I do, but I also want people to have access to other options. But you know what, Greg, this political calculation when it comes to business, when it comes to violation of human rights, when it comes to many things, it's standing on the way. It's a lot of political calculus that is standing on the way of doing the right thing in many aspects of our life. And this is what leadership is all about, is making difficult decisions and the right thing for the people you serve. Let me stay with you, Mohammed, on this announcement coming today from the Ford government. It's pretty simple, right? 11 o'clock, <laughs> January 2026, beer, wine, cocktails coming to convenience stores, coming to gas stations. We travel in the States. We see it everywhere. It's been like that for 40, 50 years. Go to Europe, same thing. Asia, same thing. So will this, is there any way to look at this other than it's progress and it gives consumers more choice? You'd be the great person to ask, so I'm asking you. Why am I the great person? I've never had a beer in my life. You know the retail world. (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. Well, no, for sure. It's more options for people, and I have no problem with it. And at least it's a decision that Doug Ford will not backpedal on because he's good with these light decisions. So he'll be okay. Anna? (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope, Mohammed. It's 
It's happening too often. There's been a know. few. There's a 180 every week, Muhammad. We're uh, we're we're paying close attention to all of them. We got a top 10 list by the end of the year. I smile 20 hours a day. I, I I'm hopeful. I'm hoping at least he gets one right and he doesn't work it backwards again. I don't know. Anna, how yeah. do you view this one? Uh, well, I, I think it's about time, right? I think uh, the convenience of having these uh, available, uh, I think people will be uh, will be very happy with it. If I'm a small store owner, I'm going to be looking forward to the legislation. What does it mean? I mean, um, does it mean that, uh, you know, do I have access to um, these things at a bulk discount or am I going to give up, you know, just shelf space for the convenience of having somebody into that store and hoping that they end up buying other stuff that I make money on? So, like, there's all these things that are going to have to be calculated, like how is this the logistics of this? But I think every person out there is like, okay, it's 2026. Let's get on with this. It's about time. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And Steve Pakin. Uh, yeah, go I ahead, like Mohammed. Yeah, these uh, small businesses and owners will make a little bit more money. I like that. I like the, the, these people, the smaller businesses, to make a little bit more money. So I like that from that point. Well, to tell you both, we had uh, we had a, a listener say, I can walk past four uh, pot slash marijuana shops, but I can't walk to buy a bottle of wine and I can't walk to buy a, a couple, you know, a couple cans of beer to walk back to my house. But I sure can do it with pot. So we're, you know, regardless of what we think of of um, illicit substances, if you will, um, that are age restricted, we're, we've yeah. done a lot more one than we have the other in terms of access. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Um, let's get to this new Abacus Federal poll. I'm real interested in this. Sometimes I think polls, we roll our eyes, it's tough to trust. But, Mohammed, let me start with you. It's momentum for the federal liberals. I don't know whether it's coming from some of the announcements for the housing minister, Sean Fraser. I don't know if there's things that Pierre Polyev stepping his feet into. But the Abacus data uh, poll has the conservatives down five points, 42 to 37 from three weeks ago. The liberals up 23 to 27. Um, so you never know. Like like the, the public has moved a little bit on this. Is this something the liberals can be pleased with, Mohammed? Well, I mean, look, it's a big change in a very small amount of time. So, yes, it's a good news for the liberal. And I always said it before, even on your show about Justin Trudeau, never count him out. He's a fighter, an excellent campaigner, and someone who, when he is in, he can really connect with people. And on top of that, Pierre Poliev and the conservatives have had terrible few weeks. Like one example is last, 30, last week, 30 hours, they voted for dozens of things that they couldn't get themselves to vote for one of them in a positive way that actually resonated with Canadians. He doesn't know or understand what people need right now, and he continues continue bringing stress and anxiety to everything. But that's so, a pretty isn't that a pretty opposition party tactic? I swear, I remember federal liberal parties doing that to Stephen Harper a few times. I, I think that's just what you do when you're not in charge, don't you? Well, I mean, I don't know. Look, uh, what I know <laughs> very well, and a lot of the last campaign, not only Justin Trudeau did not win. But the uh, conservative did lose themselves. So they're very good at making themselves lose. And he stopped doing that now. And he'll continue doing that. And Justin Trudeau will be our prime minister. And is there something here to that? Um, yeah, of course, never count a, a three-time winner out of any uh, election. There could, there's, could be a long, long runway before the liberals even have to call it. But are they doing anything that you're hearing or you're seeing that's being impactful? Could it be housing? Sean Fraser's won a lot of plaudits for um, some of the basics in terms of trying to, trying to build and build fast. 
I, I, and and he's an excellent communicator. They've been putting out policies, uh, you know, on a regular basis, really aggressive. They're taking the issues uh, seriously as well. I think it's been a, you know, they had the, the, the fall economic statement. So since then, there's been uh, quite a bit of consistent, uh, a number of announcements. Um, I, I've said it in this show, Greg, there, mm. I, I'm not so sure this is the, the support for the Conservatives is solid support. I think there's a lot of people parking their support in there because they're just, you know, upset and, and, you know, frustrated with their own life. You know, it's Mm -hmm. interest rates are going up. It's tough to pay the mortgage, it's tough to pay the rent. And it's like, whose fault is it? The government. And so I'm going to vote against somebody else. And then when they start looking deeper into it, and that's why I say don't discount the campaign that is coming. It's a long time coming. Um, Mm -hmm. Is, is there a discontent out there with government? Absolutely. But I'm not too sure that this, this is so solid that, that it's, you're still not going to see more of this would happen in these last few weeks. So it's going to go back. And my prediction is going to go back and forth, to be honest, until the election. Mohammed, did you want one more on that? Yeah, Greg, I mean, uh, Pierre needs to sound like a prime minister. He doesn't. He's reacting. He's emotional. He, he thinks he can be, uh, you know, attracting youngster on TikTok and say that I think, but that's not that I think. When you focus on it and there's still a year and a half, he might be actually helping for Justin Trudeau to become the prime minister. Yeah, there's a, listen, again, it's a long runway. He does, Mohammed, he does poll well, 18 to 29, whereas usually you see people go from progressive to conservative, not everybody, but standardizing polls. He's polling really well, 18 to 29. Um, my 17 my year old son watched his housing video. There's some, it's a political ad, but he sat there for 15 minutes and watched it explaining why there's a housing crisis. And there's some, ac- there's some things left out for sure, but, and there's some fingers pointed that aren't necessarily fair, but. But but he watched it is my point, right? No, I, I, I agree, Greg. I think he does connect. I think he does connect. He's connecting quite a bit with uh, mm-hmm. with people. I'm just not sh- like he he gets that people are upset and he's stopping into that. But then there's nothing else. Yeah, that's where it needs more substance. It needs more substance. Well, speaking of substance, we're running out of time. But Muhammad, I mean, Mississauga needs a new mayor. People are pointing. You're getting mentioned in stories. I see your mug in the newspaper. There he is. Maybe there's the next mayor of Mississauga. Um, We want to be the venue for this. It may not be today. I'm doing the do and don'ts to send Mohammed right away. So I'm I'm getting things ready for him. Okay, go ahead. I'll listen to it first on the other side. So until you get Anna, Anna, are you sending it via email? Not fax. Email, uh, uh, you know, courier. How's he getting all your do's and don'ts? Because you know what you're doing. Personal delivery. Personal delivery. I'm going to do that. I'm going to call him up and and do a personal delivery. No, no, let's break bread together for sure. Listen, (laughs) Adrian often said to me, the day will come that you'll have no option but to run. You will have no choice. I don't think that day is here yet, for sure. Okay. But I want to make sure I'll weigh in definitely. I'll get involved. I will definitely weigh in. You know me. I'm vocal when things, especially about Mississauga. I love this city. I love its people. And this is a city where I arrived with nothing in my pocket. I want to make sure Mississauga is safe and getting a mayor that's very serious about the city and I appreciate that city. All right. Hey, that's that's not, you know, that, that's one foot in the swimming pool to maybe a few toes in the swimming pool, Muhammad. We'll leave it. We got to get your whole body in before uh, before it comes back around the whole torso. Uh, guys, great stuff today. Really appreciate it. And you guys have a wonderful rest of the week.
Thank Thanks, you. Greg. Thanks, Mohammed. Thank you. There's Mohammed Faki and Bailao.